0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five
1: minutes after five o'clock on a Monday morning. Come on in, everybody. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. No problems getting into the office this morning, but I can't guarantee it's going to be that way all week long. It is crazy weather Wisconsin's facing. Winter storm warning in effect until 6 p.m. today. You got to watch out for wind chills that are going to be downright dangerous starting as soon as this evening. 146 different school closings that are already in effect this morning before the real heavy weather even moves in. Uh, We have picked up snow overnight, measurable snow at that. It's that light, fluffy stuff, though, from what I noticed this morning. Today, you'll look for mostly cloudy skies, not as bitterly cold as it's going to be later this week. Snow could be heavy at times. 21 are expected high for today, but temperatures are going to fall through the teens into the afternoon, and then you'll watch that wind chill start kicking in. We've got alert days up basically all day this week. We'll have Stumach tell us more about that in about 15 minutes. And also up before 6 o'clock, given the current economic situation in Wisconsin agriculture, are there any young people that still want to farm? Talking about that with Jennifer Blazek from Wisconsin's Farm and Industry Short Course before 6.
2: At Compeer Financial, we understand how challenging farming and this way of life can be. And we know you can't predict what the upcoming growing season will bring. So while there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, preparing for everything is even better.
1: That's why so many farmers look to us to help manage their risk and
2: protect their investment with crop insurance coverage. Contact your local Compeer Financial crop insurance specialist before the March 15th sign-up deadline or visit us at Compeer.com. Compeer
3: Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's wisconsin strong when they support the local community by giving back that's wisconsin strong when your insurance premiums stay here that's keeping wisconsin strong rural mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto home business and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row their local agents and local employees make us wisconsin strong visit ruralmutual.com to learn more
0: For those of us that have been around animal agriculture for a long time, getting a University of Wisconsin veterinary school was a challenge. Many folks wondered why Wisconsin, of all states, didn't have a vet school with our varied industry having to do with livestock. Finally got one, and it has been very, very successful. And uh, Pam, as successful as it's been, I guess like anything else, you kind of outgrow your roots eventually, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's right, Bob. Fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and it's a story I found out more about when I was visiting with Dr. Mark Markell. He is the dean of the School of Veterinary Medicine in Madison, and to your point, Bob, one of the first things that Dr. Markell pointed out is the veterinary school in Wisconsin is not all that old, but man, it has had such success, not only attracting Uh, doctors to teach, but also a lot of students that want to be involved in animal research or practicing on the farm. He kind of went back and reminded folks about that history.
2: Well, the first thing I want people to just remember is that we haven't, the School of Veterinary Medicine hasn't always existed. We were created about 32 years ago. In fact, just graduated our 32nd class last May. And um, at this stage, over half the veterinarians in the state of Wisconsin are our alumni. And actually about 60% or 70%, depending on the year, of our graduates each year stay in the state of Wisconsin to practice veterinary medicine. And they literally are all over the state of Wisconsin, you know, serving really as vital economic engines, um, whether it's working on somebody's dairy farm, whether it's working in small practice, whether it's serving shelters in your community, uh, or those kinds of things. Um, So I think people really understand a School of Veterinary Medicine is training veterinarians to become practitioners. But what people don't realize, and I think what always opens people's eyes about the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, is what it does beyond just generate the next generation of practitioners. And examples of that are we are the infectious disease um, leader, the state is, in the country, and the reason that the state is is because of the University of Wisconsin-Madison and because of the School of Veterinary Medicine is the reason why UW-Madison is that leader. We do 75% of all the infectious disease research um, in the state of Wisconsin or on this campus, and we focus on a wide variety of infectious diseases. They can be um, things that affect humans like Zika virus or malaria or Ebola virus or human influenza, but it certainly can also be... Um, fish viruses that might hit game fish or or other viruses that might affect both humans and um, for example, birds like avian influenza or swine influenza. Uh, good examples of our impact, and people are really surprised when you kind of highlight these things, is over the last uh three years, we've created three new vaccines, um, all now in human clinical trials. One is a a Zika virus vaccine, which has already been shown to be safe and efficacious, is already on the market. And as you might know, particularly in areas that are in southern United States or the Caribbean or Mexico or Central America and South America, if a pregnant woman's infected with Zika virus, they can potentially have a baby that has microcephaly and it has lifelong impacts of that um, infection. We also have the world-leading expert in human influenza, and he's created What's called a universal flu vaccine. So, for anyone who's ever had a vaccine that's inhaled, that's a flu vaccine, usually that's used in children. Um, That's a company that the School of Veterinary Medicine, through Yoshi Kaoka, one of our faculty, helped create. But now he's created a a vaccine that, if it's shown to be successful, it will literally protect you for a five- to eight-year period with two inhalations of the vaccine. And it'll it'll protect you for all the strains of the flu um, that you might be impacted with. So as you might know, right now what happens is every February, the WHO decides what strain they think is going to be impacted the next fall. They then spend six months creating the vaccine. Vaccine and some of the times they guessed right. Last year, they didn't guess right. And it was only about 25% effect effective. And the impact of that is literally hundreds of thousands of people worldwide die from influenza. So our hope is that we can then help protect all those people. The last um, clinical trial that we have ongoing right now in Japan is um, an Ebola virus vaccine that's shown to be 100% effective uh, in non-human primates. And we'll see what impact it has in humans. But the goal there is that healthcare workers and people that are in surrounding communities, for example, in Africa, when Ebola outbreaks occur, are protected so they don't ha- don 't contract the d- disease which has about a ninety yeah. percent fatality so I, I think all those things are amazing now beyond just that human piece, as you might expect, we have significant footprint in both benefiting the agricultural industry, as well as animal health. And so on the agricultural industry side, we created what's called the Dairyland Initiative about 10 years ago. And what it does is bring together farmers, dairy farmers, builders, lenders, and veterinarians to design the next generation of dairy facilities, the idea of which is that whether it's ventilation systems or bedding systems or feeding systems, um, that we can have a healthier cow that needs less medication, Therefore, it, she, she produces more milk with that's healthier milk. Ultimately, when she enters the meat chain, healthier meat. And in the end, what they've discovered is that they're producing more milk actually at less cost after they build these facilities. And at this stage, we've had an impact worldwide in designing these facilities and helping dairy farmers improve their facilities to create healthier cows. Another interesting piece is um, we've just started the largest Veterinary clinical trial in the world. It's a dog study. Um, it's designed literally to vaccinate dogs so that don't so that they do not develop cancer. And uh, as you might know, uh, for those that contract cancer, whether you're an animal or a human, uh, today one of the treatments is immunotherapy, where you actually use your own immune cells to try to kill that cancer. Well, this is kind of the reverse of that. We're trying you're trying to create antibodies that prevent the cancer from even occurring. So this study just started about six months ago, and it's probably going to take about seven or eight years to complete, and what we're doing is we're identifying breeds of dogs that typically get cancer much more commonly than other breeds, and then compare them to breeds that don't get cancer very commonly, and see if we have an impact over time on the development of cancer in those breeds of dogs. So I think it just gives you another example of um, kind of our impact um, on not only animal health but as well as human health and on the citizens of the state of Wisconsin.
1: You know, Doctor, that's a very good point. Sometimes people overlook the correlation that animal research can ultimately have on human research. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about how you present that to students that are coming in or guests that are coming in and may segregate. No, that's only at the the School of Medicine here on the UW.
2: So good. I have a really good example that I like to highlight, although this is just one of many examples that I could use. About 15 years ago, there was a medical physicist in the human um, medical school who created this new device that combined a CAT scanner, CT scanner, with radiation therapy to treat tumors. And what happened before that is when you have radiation therapy, it basically treats everything. So if it's inside your body somewhere, it'll treat the skin, it'll treat the muscles, it'll treat the tumor, but everything gets impacted. And in fact, here with dogs, when we used to do that treatment for, for example, nasal cancer cancer of the nose, we'd successfully treat the cancer, but they'd often become blind. Well, this tomotherapy, which is what it was called, was designed to treat just the tumor itself and spare all the other tissues. And when this um, researcher by the name of Rock Mackey went to the FDA, they said, well, first you've got to demonstrate whether this is successful in an animal model. So we used the the next 12 dogs that had naturally occurring tumors, and we told the owners, you know, this is an experimental treatment, but if it's successful, we'll be able to spare your dog's sight in addition to successfully treat your tumor. So we did those next 12 dogs. It was successful in all 12 dogs. They ultimately did a human clinical trial. It later became a human um, company, meaning it was a company that produced a human device. We were, in the end, the first veterinary hospital in the world to have this device to use to treat veterinary patients. And as just an example, we've had people come from all over the country as well as all over Wisconsin and the Midwest Mm -hmm. to have those treatments done. So it really just gives you, again, an understanding of kind of this dual benefit for both animals and humans. Um, With what we're trying to do.
1: Amazing. And all this within the small confines of this building and uh, the network that you've created. Dr. Markle, that's really what we're talking about. I've toured this facility. It is a wonderful facility, but it is at capacity. And I can only imagine with projects like that on the horizon, the technology that is changing and the technology space that the school needs is only increasing.
2: That's a very good example. So we were created about 32 years ago, as I said, and 32 years ago there was not MRI units or CT scanners, and so this building was not designed to accommodate those. We managed to get our CT scanner inside the building, but our MRI unit, as an example, is in a trailer out behind our building. So one of the desires that we have is to um, be able to move all these large imaging pieces of equipment inside the hospital. critical piece is when we were created, there were 10 specialties in veterinary medicine. Now there's over 25, and we have 22 of those specialties here in the school. In addition, we were designed to see about 12,000 patient visits each year, and we see about 27,000 patient visits each year. And so anybody that does come visit, you'll see we have not only potentially long wait times, but we have students in hallways, we have people sitting in hallways, you know, learning because we don't have space for them.
1: It is a campaign that's already underway, a building campaign for the School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW-Madison campus. That's their dean, Dr. Mark Markell. Now, there are a lot of different things that you can do very simply to show your support of this building campaign. Obviously, you can make a gift you can donate online. You can also advocate, namely talking with your local elected officials about this building campaign and stay connected with the college on the progress that they're seeing. How can you do all that? One simple location. Animals Need Heroes 2. That's T-O-O dot com. animalsneedheroes com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
4: The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane or tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration, the Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station.
3: The Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association invites you to join us for our annual winter conference held at Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Held February 8th and 9th, spend the day learning and networking during our Cattlemen's Educational Series. Make sure to stay for our Beef and brews reception, recognition program hosted by Pam Yankee, and evening entertainment from Milk House Radio. The Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association gives a voice to our state's beef producers on a local and national level. Visit WisconsinCattlemen.com to become a member and register for the conference
5: atomizer cartridge juice mind speaking my language please when you're making a purchase you rely on the whizzes to help you make informed decisions at infinite vapor we're enthusiasts we drink the proverbial kool-aid we know you have vaping questions and we have the answers everyone's asking the questions in their minds but you have to be the one to have the guts to ask them
3: Located on Atwood and University, Infinite Vapor, customer service gurus who got into the vaping business. And now, a woman who knows beans and oats and corn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yankee.
1: Here we are, 520 now, and an interesting start to what's going to be a challenging week, no matter where you are. Time to talk weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. I was so happy. I've got a young man that uh, has a blade on the front of his truck, and he knows I start early, so he was uh, just ahead of me, believe it or not, when I was getting ready to pull out of the garage this morning. It's not an issue as far as uh, you know driving in the Madison area yet, But boy, oh boy, we've got just a whole bundle of ugliness coming in, including a substantial drop in temperatures later today.
0: Yeah, you've nailed it there, Pam. It isn't too bad yet this morning. Some of the snow reports coming in a little slower. I went out with my official yardstick out on the deck, three and a half inches over here just on the west side of Eden. A couple other reports coming in. Reedsburg, six inches officially. Rudolph in Portage County up in the central part of the state, 4.7 and everything else trickling in a lot slower than that. We start out this morning with a winter storm warning. It's in effect until three this afternoon for La Crosse and Mauston and for the rest of us, Madison or Miss yes, Madison, Oshkosh, Fond du Lac. That winter storm warning in effect until six this evening, and it's going to be followed up, La Crosse and Boston, with a wind chill advisory from six p.m. this evening till noon tomorrow, and that's followed up with a wind chill warning there. And I think that'll spread further out in the state the arctic storm the one that brought the snowfall so far just in the northwest edge of uh, Illinois and eastern parts of Iowa, the heavier snow is moving off to the east in the Fox Valley, Oshkosh, Appleton, and down through Milwaukee and into northern Illinois, pushing a bit further east and northeast, though, and trying to move away. So snow is going to end from west to east today, not before we see another inch or two, and then the cold air settles in. I'll have forecast details right after this.
1: Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization
3: When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, That's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more.
1: All righty, buddy. You're center, center stage this week. What should we prepare for next 24 hours?
0: Well, the next 24 hours, the end of the snow, like I said, could be another inch or two today. Clouds and snow ending already in the west, but definitely ending by midday and afternoon. Temperatures, unfortunately, even though they're in the teens this morning, drop down to the very, very low teens or just almost the upper single digits. East winds will pick up now 10 to 20, gusty. They'll become northerly in the afternoon. Mostly cloudy, a few flurries yet overnight. We drop down to below zero. Oh, anywhere from about five below in southern Wisconsin, close to 10 below in the western part of the state the west winds 8 to 18 partly sunny on tuesday we stay below zero two to four below west winds 10 to 20 gusting to 30 and then the cold settles in wednesday sunshine in the teens below zero for daytime highs pam with west winds at 5 to 15 it's going to feel pretty dangerous.
1: Yeah, I'd say, all right, buddy, thank you. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Uh, around our listening area this morning, right now, we are probably enjoying as much warmth as we'll see this week. Lacrosse, you're cloudy, seven above right now. Mauston, cloudy and seven degrees. Madison, cloudy and 12 right now. Fond du Lac's got snow there at 18 degrees, and Oshkosh, snow and 12 degrees. But to Stu's point, it is going to get downright dangerous Ah, uh, commencing as soon as tonight. So please make plans accordingly. I know farmers. I know you got to be out there, but just please be thinking ahead on what you got to do five twenty five now.
0: this is the farm report with Pam Yonke
5: looking for that unique one of a kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, Stuff you won't find anywhere else. And price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers.
4: The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. If you'd rather be fishing, well, now's your chance. The Zone is inviting
6: you to go wildlife fishing with Ballard's Resort on Minnesota's Lake of the Woods. Our adventure begins Friday, June 28th to Tuesday, July 2nd. Check it out. Everything is included. Three days of guided walleye fishing. Round trip motor coach transportation from Madison. Four nights lodging. Meals. Your rods, reels, bait, and tackle. Fishing processing. And even your taxes. This adventure is only $825 per person if you sign up before March 15th. Space is limited. So call 1-800-776-776. 2675 or go to ballardsresort.com to hold your spot. Wow. This trip will sell out, so don't miss the boat. Oh
7: god. Hey, oh my god. Get
6: ready to experience big time fishing with your friends in
1: northern Minnesota with Ballard's Resort and The Zone. When a company only
3: does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Attorney John Rihala with Clifford & Rihala. At Clifford & Rihala, we have the experience you need to help you after any kind of collision. We help people who have been seriously injured, ranging from pedestrians hit crossing the street, people rear-ended by semi-trucks, to victims of drunk driver crashes. No matter how you've been injured, our experienced and skilled attorneys will help you get your maximum recovery, and very importantly, We also know how to protect that recovery. At Clifford & Rihala, we understand that many issues can come up after a settlement is reached. If those issues aren't handled carefully, an injury victim can lose money. Don't let that happen to you. Call Clifford & Rihala.
1: For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford & Rihala. Hard-working, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice. MyJustice.com
8: Visiting with our Packer insider, Rob Reichel, com, which leaves kind of the last spot, Rob, and that special teams. And that's like a punchline of a joke uh, <laughs> in Wisconsin for the last four years, is saying special teams in the Green Bay Packers. Um, I, you know, a lot of people thought, you know, with Ron Zook having the job for four years, net yet never having more than a 17th rated special teams that. That Mike McCarthy didn't care enough about the special teams. Uh, do, do you think Lafleur does that speak to that that this is the last one he's hired that he cares the most, or is it just that he cares the least because hey, I got to get the offense, I got to get Rogers happy, I got to figure out all these position coaches, and oh, I'll, I'll I'll deal with special teams later. Like the fact that they still don't have that coach hired. is that you look at that as a positive or a negative?
7: No, I think it's a huge negative, Joe. I, you know, they lost out on the bidding war, I, and, I, and I don't understand why the Packers would lose on any bidding war whatsoever. They have a license in Green Bay to print money, and uh, for them not to use some of it for the special teams coach that, that was leaving Miami. And it, and it puts Green Bay back in a position, Joe, where they're going to do one of two things here. They're either going to hire a college guy uh, who's going to be completely new to the NFL, would be my best guess, or they're going to hire somebody else's assistant, uh, and, and roll the dice and hope that that works out well. You know, Joe, you, you mentioned the Ron Zuck era, which is obviously going to be very, very forgettable, uh, in, in Green Bay here. But, but I mean, you can trace it back to Slocum and, um, you know, just, uh, Mike Stock. I mean, they've, they've had a number of guys here. The last real, legitimate special teams coach that had any level of success was John uh, uh, Bonamago. Bonamago, who, by the Bonamago way, was the out, there out there, and
8: he ended up picking the Lions over the Packers. A lot of people thought he should come back. Were you surprised I, that he wasn't in the mix?
7: I, I absolutely agree, Joe. He did a really good job when he was here with with Mike Sherman's people in the early O's. Um, and, and really, since Mike McCarthy got in there, Joe, I think there was one year... Maybe it was like oh seven when they reached the NFC Championship game. They were seventh, I think, in the league. But other than that, Joe, they were in the bottom half. And I think I think McCarthy's—they're going to be thirty-second. They were thirty-second this this week. Uh, it came out in Rick Gosling's, uh special teams ranking. If, if you don't know who that is, he does a really good job with the Dallas Morning News breaking it down. Uh, it's kind of the about the Bible of special teams ranking. And I I think Joe four times McCarthy's groups were thirty-first or thirty-second. And overall, I think their ranking was 25th. So McCarthy either never took it seriously enough, or never found the right people to do the job there. It's it's a huge part. I mean, guys, we we watched every game closely last year. Many of us watched them two and three different times. I mean, that the airs, the guffaws that Green Bay had on on special teams. I mean, I could write a book about it, guys. It, it was it was that like you said, Joe. It was it was comical. It was a Keystone Cops. Thing week in and week out, and, and and each week you kind of said, well, well, who's going to get Zook this week, and how are they going to get them, right? And it, you know, it was it was at the end of the year, my God, it was uh, kickers throwing touchdowns, right? And in the Lions game, <laughs> it was it was unbelievable, guys or, or snappers, I mean, uh, holders. It, it was it was just an absolute joke the way Green Bay played special teams. Well, is a smart guy, obviously understands uh, they can't have anything resembling that, nothing close to it, and. And, guys, the, the teams that usually, I mean, history shows this, the teams that usually are playing in January are in the top half of special teams. It's, it's, it's a uh, completely overlooked part of the game to a lot of football teams, and, and that's a mistake, guys. I mean, you watch it in the New England game, and how Belichick and his people absolutely schooled. Uh, Mike McCarthy and Ron Zook that day. And, and that was a huge reason New England beat the Packers uh, in that 31 17 game. And, and Belichick and his people will probably be up to something in the Super Bowl again. We know the Rams have been up to a lot, guys, with, with special teams. So good special teams play, as, as you guys well know, go a long way. And LaFleur's got to find the right guy.
6: Well, Robbie, you, you brought up a point of like the, you know, that Rizzy left. And uh, to me, they left after a great meeting. And like the Packers didn't want to pay him money. And I saw this tweet. He didn't get lowballed, he got rust-balled. <laughs> like what, what is your take like on that. russ ball in these contracts? like he isn't he like the ultimate bean counter the guy that will pinch every penny
7: here's what he is Evo, and, and he's a ted thompson disciple as we all know and ted and ted operated this exact same way he draws a line in the sand and rarely does he move from that line i mean i can think give a couple examples where they budged here or there nick perry they budged on and and we can look back and say, "Boy, what a mistake that was!" And and there there have been a few players along the way, guys. But for the most part, they put a value on a player, they put a value on a coach, they you know they they, they put a they put a number on them in some capacity and say, "All right, here's what we think the value is." And and if the two sides can't come to an agreement on that, a lot of times there just isn't a lot of flexibility, Evo. And uh, I, I'm almost positive that that's what would have happened here in in the special teams.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: 35 on a Monday morning, the 28th day of January. Did you know on this date back in 1922, the Green Bay Packers were expelled from the American Professional Football Association for using three Notre Dame players under assumed names in a non-league game against Racine the previous December. Uh, The good news, Green Bay Packers were allowed to rejoin the league before the next season. On this date, 1932, Wisconsin approved unemployment compensation. And also on this date, back in 1959, Vince Lombardi was named head coach of the Green Bay Packers. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Well, despite the frigid weather, it was a big weekend up in Appleton for the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Their 88th annual state convention unfolded with uh, big attendance and uh, more growth that they're seeing across the state and membership overall. It was also the first event that I got a chance to attend where the federal government came back online, or was starting to come back online. Roger johnson president of the national farmers union was in the state to celebrate the 88th anniversary with other farmers union members and he said he hopes this government shutdown business has been a learning point for those elected officials in dc
6: this deal was very much on the table long before the government ever closed to begin with and so you know sometimes uh Sometimes it takes a little while uh, for folks to realize that, you know, that this is the way it's going to be. Now, let's just hope that at the end of this three weeks that uh, that there's a deal to keep it open for the rest of the year. You know, as it's, uh, it's an old saying that there's not a whole lot of educational value in the second kick of a mule. So <laughs> let's hope folks remember that.
1: Roger Johnson, president of the National Farmers Union, a guest in Wisconsin for their 88th annual convention, and like you said, uh, you don't learn a whole lot on that second kick of the mule. We'll wait and see how quickly they get to work on trying to implement the 2018 Farm Bill now that uh, agencies are reopening. As I mentioned earlier, Wisconsin Farmers Union seeing a nice uptick in membership this year, driven in part by their Dairy Together campaign. Darren von Ruden, a dairy farmer here himself from Westby says he's happy to see farmers getting active in this policy discussion.
4: Certainly the, the major growth that we've seen there has to do with the Dairy Together activity that we're doing and, and trying to figure out what we can do to inf- improve uh, pay prices to farmers and looking at different models. We've certainly had a lot of interest from uh, dairy farmers throughout the state of Wisconsin and, and it's good to see that they're, they're coming on board yeah. um, for that because it, it always takes numbers when you're talking to elected officials or to try to get something passed at a local level, too. You need numbers, and so it's good to see that dairy farmers are becoming members of Wisconsin Farmers Union.
1: Darren Von Ruden, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, want to congratulate some of the award winners that they recognized during their event up in Appleton. Rick Barrett, who is an ag journalist, was presented "Friend of the Family Farmer" by the Wisconsin Farmers Union. He is a writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and does a lot of focus in on what's happening with Wisconsin farm families. Uh, the Builders Award from the Wisconsin Farmers Union presented to Tom and Helen Quinn. They've been longtime members of the Wisconsin Farmers. Union. And of course, Tom Quinn had acted as their executive director from 2011 through 2018. Just two of the honorees recognized over the weekend up in Appleton at the 88th Wisconsin Farmers Union State Convention. It's 539.
8: No one works harder
1: to help you achieve your goals. We
6: know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life
3: can be.
1: You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper
2: rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compier Financial and Equal Credit Opportunity
0: Lender.
1: So you think you're ready for Wisconsin weather. Well, let me remind you, Madison averages 43 inches of snow per year and 35 inches of rain. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's 780 Carolina Street, right there in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. Boy, is that convenient when it comes to Wisconsin weather and making sure that your ride is safe. Now, remember, McFarland's takes care of all of your rides, whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, farm tractors, but it doesn't stop there. Bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors, and RTVs. Listen, if you're depending on your ride and those tires, you should depend on McFarlane's. And as always, service all under one roof in the auto and tire shop. Stop on by today and make sure your ride's safe for Wisconsin Roadways. McFarlane's 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. Congratulations to Adam and Chrissy Seibel from Bloomer, named the Wisconsin Outstanding Young Farmer Award winners over the weekend. They're in partnership at Seibel's Organic Dairy, which has about 140 Holstein milk cows, and they were one of the first organic farms in the country to put robotic milkers in place in 2011. Adam and Chrissy Seibel from Bloomer will now represent the state in the 2020 National Outstanding Young Farmer Competition in Westbrook, Connecticut, come next February. Good luck. Markets in overnight electronic trade, uh, hoping for luck. We're mixed right now as far as the numbers are concerned. Currently looking at our December corn unchanged, four hundred three and a quarter. November beans are down a penny and three quarters, nine sixty-two and a half. The July new crop wheat up two at five thirty-five. Barrel cheese on Friday gained two cents to one eighteen. Forty-pound block cheese was up a penny and a half at one thirty-nine. Double A butter gained two and a quarter cents to two twenty-four and a half per pound to finish the week. Well, do young people still want to be involved in Wisconsin agriculture despite the bleak economic outlook today? Jennifer Blazik joins us, the director of Wisconsin's Farm and Industry Short Course, next. This
0: is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
9: Have you been seeing ads for non-surgical body contouring popping up all over the place? How do you choose the right clinic and right treatment with so many options now? A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert, Michelle Neeson. Cool sculpting has been around for over 10 years. At our clinic alone, we've performed over 1,000 treatments and continue to be amazed at the results. With many other devices, fat reduction is attempted through heat. In our experience, results can be very inconsistent and oftentimes only shrink fat cells rather than cause fat cell death, as in cool sculpting. Shrunken fat cells return with even a small amount of weight gain, whereas removed fat cells do not. Go with the treatment that has long-term proven results rather than the fat of the week. Choosing cool sculpting at Rejuvenation Clinic will provide you with the best chance of success.
5: Let your natural beauty shine through.
9: Visit us at Rejuvenation Clinic of Looking
5: for that unique one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something That you can customize yourself. Maybe a gorgeous pendant, necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location. A couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more... Modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street, Goodman's Jewelers
7: chickens, sheep, and cows, oh my. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report
4: with Pam Yonke.
1: It is something that people in the state of Wisconsin are very familiar with, but you might be surprised about how familiar people are outside the state of Wisconsin. I'm talking about the Farm and Industry Short Course, a historical staple right here in the state that started generations ago trying to train up those folks in production agriculture in a narrow time frame so they could get back to the farm. Jennifer Blazik's in the studio with us. She's a coordinator for the Farm and industry short course so give us an update on how the class of 2019s looking jennifer we were talking they're kind of in the home stretch many of them they'll be graduating coming up in march mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about this class how old are they where do they come from what kind of backgrounds and interests do they have
10: Sure, Pam. So we have about seventy-five students. Uh, so the program's doing strong, even with the poor economy that we're doing and the farm crisis that's going on. So most of our students are about right out of high school. So we get them right at eighteen. Uh, we do have a few older uh, adult students. I like to say so they're mid twenties, uh, early thirties, which is really cool because we get we're getting more non traditional interested uh, students who are not from a farm background. But still, our core is that traditional farm background. You know, and we have multi generations. I think we have at least ten students who have they're either second generation or more with their with their family. So that's really cool in the, that tradition because we're a 135-year-old program. So it's a, it's a long history and tradition, like you said. Um, so some of the things, their backgrounds, mostly dairy still. I would say 90% of our students are dairy, um, coming from a dairy or want to co- uh, go back to a dairy, start their own farm. Uh, we have a lot of crops and soils interested students kind of playing along with how our certificates focus out. We do get more and more of, um, other livestock. So beef, especially, and, and poultry is coming up this year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been busy. It's our, their second term. So they're all used to it now. And now we're in the homestretch, which is hard to believe because it only was eight weeks before. And <laughs> since it's just a short program with 16 weeks. And yeah, we got a lot of fun things planned for them. This spring term, we've got um, AI training, we've got hoof trimming, we're doing pesticide applicator training. I know they're really pushing me for CDL because that's a big thing in the industry. Pretty much, we've heard from employers that um, if anyone has a CDL license, they are they will be hired on the spot, pretty much, because that's such a big need. So I'm looking at that for next year.
1: You know, that is a very good point. Talk to me about uh, the job demand out there for your graduates. I mean, as you say, some, many want to go back to the farm and keep doing what they love, but others are going to be looking at positions in agribusiness. What's the outlook, Jennifer? Yeah,
10: so it sounds really pretty good for uh, students, especially from our program, because we have, since we have a long history and tradition, a lot of our employers are familiar with the program, uh, especially here in the state, but we do have out-of-state um, employers as well. We do our own career fair for students, so really targeted at the, the industries that they're looking at, and the businesses, especially co-ops, are really big um, employers of our students, and they like that they have that farm experience, and they can talk the talk, and have the practical knowledge, and then they get a little bit more education when they come through our program. So, And many of those uh, positions with co-ops, you don't—they want the skills and the experience. They don't necessarily need the high degrees either, so that's really good. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's very strong, especially if they can pick up some of these extra skills. Like that's why we're doing pesticide applicator training because many of them, if they're working for a co-op, they need that certification, commercial license, so that they can spray on other people's uh, right, other farms.
1: Right. You know, well, like that's that is the keynote part of the uh, and industry short course is the hands-on learning, and this uh, term certainly no exception. You were telling me about but literally some of the hands-on experience that you provide for those students. Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah. And the nice thing about it is we have, because we have that long history and tradition, we have such great support out in the, the agriculture industry. So we have lots of, um, funding and support. So we can make, we can have those experiences, tours and trainings and clinics for free or little to no cost for the students, like very nominal. So it's really great. Cause especially now, you know, they're already paying for tuition. So we understand that, that, um, financial crisis issue that a lot of farms, they're, they're paying a lot to support their kids to go, go here to improve themselves. So, Having that alumni support and funding to help cover some of these costs is really great.
1: And so tell them a little bit about the hands-on courses that they're going to be working with. You were saying AI and some of those mm-hmm. kinds of things.
10: Yeah, so we're working with ABS and Larson Acres, which is here in Dane County. Um, and they are helping uh, put on this AI training uh, for students because they want a lot more um, hands-on, like you said, uh, working with live animals. So we're doing that. Uh, then we are working with Carl Burgee with hoof trimming. So he's going to do some uh, wet lab with students. So ho- these are all-day trainings on a Saturday. So we're eating up a lot of their Saturdays. Mm-hmm. But it's a Little, It's great because we can only do so much in that eight-week classroom, so this way we can kind of supplement with more hands-on, more trainings, and getting more experience for the students.
1: So we talked earlier, this is not a fantastic time to be a young person that's got a passion for agriculture. I mean, it can, it can get a little bleak, and I'm afraid... You going home? Mom and Dad may not be real thrilled about your career choice. What are the? What are the? I I say kids because I'm I'm an old broad, but uh, what are the students talking about when you catch them in the lounge or when they're having a meal or they're riding someplace together? Jennifer, what do you hear?
10: So we're hearing a lot of concern by the students. A lot of them are not sure if they will have a future. Um, uh, many of them are very passionate, and so that's what's great. It's like how do we encourage that passion and then also give them a, those skills to help them really be successful in whether they're transferring and succeeding into the farm or they're starting their own business, right? And getting FFA, FSA loans and other things. So we're giving them those skills, business plans. But yeah, they're very concerned. So one of my my goals, and I think my assistant director, we do this. We both have the same idea. Is that we're going to help you with your plan A which is to go back to the farm or start your own business but we're also going to help you have a plan B just in case because a lot of times we're seeing students are in that situation and it's really important that they have plans for both um, because a lot of times you can go back to the farm and take over but you also need to have a another plan just in case that's not realistic.
1: Right, right. Let's uh, talk a little bit about how you keep that curriculum fresh. I appreciate what you said about uh, employers saying, give them a CDL, you know, commercial driver's license. Um, Those kinds of phases come in and go out depending on trends in agriculture. What things are you looking at for the next class, Jennifer? Or where do you see some of the impetus pulling the curriculum for farm and industry short course?
10: Yeah, so we actually just a couple of years ago uh, went back into the university and have a new curriculum. But I'm all, coming from extension. I'm very much attached to okay, what are the needs of my audience, right? And these these beginning farmers, these farm kids, are my audience. And so I've I probably annoyed them too much because I'm like, okay, what are you what are you feeling? How are things going? Give me your your feedback, and and they're probably fed up with me. But it is important because a lot of them want more flexibility in the. Tr- Uh, selection of their courses. So that's one thing that I'm doing for next year is really opening up our curriculum to allow for a lot more flexibility, a lot more um, individualized uh, certificates so that they have more options to pick the courses that apply to them and their needs. So those are the kind of things I'm looking at and really opening up. So because farmers want to pick what they want to pick. And so while we have to do some classes, you know, like financials, it's not the best topic in the world. It's not that quote unquote sexy topic, but we know everybody needs it and they do appreciate it five years down the road. But uh, giving them the choice to take dairy reproduction the first year instead of having to wait. So, really giving them that flexibility.
1: Excellent. Now, I know that you get a lot of feedback from your alumni too. Just had uh, the annual reunion again. Uh, What kinds of comments or what kinds of feedback are you constantly getting from alumni on wish I would have? or they should be, those kinds of things.
10: Yeah, it's great. We actually bring a lot of our alumni back into the students to talk to them. Um, and, yeah, the alumni, they're really been helpful. So even at, um, like, World Air Expo and other events, they're always coming up like, oh, how's the program doing? And they want to know and connect. And, and you know, they always connect with their director, which, to me, as a new director, just seven months on the job, I was like, gosh, four years, you know, a couple years from now, they're going to say, oh, when Jennifer was director, you know, and so it's, that's a little nerve wracking for me as a new person. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really that they really enjoyed the program and they loved how it's hands on. It really applied to them. I think many of them will say, and when they come back and speak to the students is take advantage of every opportunity while you're here. Because a lot of times they're like, well, I wish I would have done this and I wish I would have done that because I wasn't thinking about it, you know, mm-hmm. five years out what I would have needed. And so they're, they keep saying, please take advantage of any trainings or evenings Speakers who come, you know, all these other things that we can do as a tour, as a program, like tours, because a lot of those things you can't do when you're back when you're back on the farm. So
1: yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Once you get a job, those tours are fewer and farther between. So Jennifer is always recruiting for the next class. We want to congratulate the 2019 graduates that will be getting that certificate coming up in March. So if people are interested, if they do have kids that have a passion for agriculture but we don't necessarily want to jump in on a four-year degree, Jennifer. Give them a sense on how they can connect with you, with the students, and find out more about the program.
10: Yeah, you can find us online. We have a website, fisk.cals.wisc.edu. Uh, it's a little long, but uh, or just search Farm and Industry Short Course or Fisk. Um, and so we're always easy to reach. We're already looking for next year. I know it's hard to believe it's January, but October is going to come up pretty fast for our next uh Next group, next cohort of students. And we're also looking at scholarships. So one cool thing that I want to announce, because we just uh, found out about it, is so we give a lot of scholarships. Again, going back to that strong alumni support, lots of uh, funding out there for students. But now we just found out one of our scholarship funds just became open to everyone. So it, the restrictions came off of it. So that means now instead of one hundred and fifty thousand that we give out every year to students, now we can give over two hundred thousand plus uh, for our students and scholarships. And that's just what we can give, not to mention what students can bring with them. So um, to really help people in this this crisis. Now, does uh,
1: do you ever cap enrollment?
10: No, I, we haven't had um, that problem. It would be nice. We were looking through some of the old uh, records, <clears throat> and there were they once had four hundred students, which. The three of us, the staff are like, oh my gosh, how would we manage 400 students? But, um, so no, the more the merrier at this point. So yeah, definitely.
1: Jennifer Blazik in studio with us. She's the coordinator of Wisconsin's Farm and Industry Short Course. Like we said, more than 130 years that it's been providing a unique educational opportunity for people that have passion in Wisconsin agriculture, want to go back to the farm, want to get into production, want to get into a job right away. This is the key. Now, you can find more, like she said, Farm and Industry Short Course. Just Google it. F-I-S-C, Fisk. if you want to do the short uh, language there, or better yet, just uh, reach out to Jennifer and find out more wh- about the pro-